Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM. You've been waiting a whole week for the next episode, and here it is. This is episode 85 of What the Dice. A little housekeeping as per usual. Don't forget to check out our website, whatthedice.weebly.com, where you can find our merch shop, where Nightland has been pumping out all sorts of cool stuff for us. That's all I got. So sit back, relax, and let's get on with this week's episode of What the Dice. As we look around the campsite, our eyes turn to the north where the woods are. We see large timbers that have been placed down in a giant square. We assume that the storyteller is building a small log cabin close to the woods. Next to it, a large flattened out area where a stump of wood and carefully stacked timbers have been placed. Our attention slowly turns to the fire where we can see fish slowly sizzling on a cast iron pan. Then we feel the hand pressed down on our shoulder. Ah, my friends. My friends, welcome, welcome. I do hope you didn't wait too, too long. The fish were biting ever so well, and I wanted to ensure I would have a meal for tomorrow. Now, the last you sat here, you heard of the tale of where Kalila and Faye take the young Miss Lady Katana down to for a ladies' night, a chance to heal a broken wound and hopefully a broken ego as Defibulus heads down to the cockpit to hopefully share his wealth of engineering and knowledge, as well as getting a chance to peek around. With the team split once again, they must now work and find more clues to see who murdered the captain. Well, sit back, me friends, and hear me tale. Faye and Kalila decided to help the young Katana and have a girl's night. Taking her down to her room, they helped her get into some comfy clothes, heal up her bloody nose, and in the process got roped into a spawn night. While the girls are having their fun girls' night, Defibulous makes his way down to the cockpit and is swiftly put to work. In the process of checking knobs and dials and lights and switches, Defibulus comes across a warning light. The power for the Murdoch is running low. Let's start with Defibulus. So the power level, where's that at on the list of things before I can report in about halfway down the list but you out of a a light out of 10 lights you are down to 2 basically kind of like in a car you've got E and then you've got you're not moving and it's the first officer in here in charge 
the first officer is they're all there but the first officer is technically acting officer hey uh first officer hmm yeah uh, you've got a problem here sir yeah our captain's dead uh you have a bigger problem than that he goes what my wife knows where i'm at well i mean she might and if she's the one with the cheat that can great stuff with her elbows that could also be bad too but no worse your power level is almost gone he walks over and he's like wait that's not right going over he looks in and the engineer is frantically pulling wires trying to figure out where there's a power leakage you want some help in a quick look the first officer looks at you and goes you know technology yeah, pretty well I don't care if he tells you no, get in there and help him. We need to find out what's going on, because if we go off course, we may never figure out where we're at. Aye, sir. When you enter the engine room, the engines are dead silent. You can see that there are wires that are connected to what looks like the speaker system. You can see that there's wires heading up to what looks like a relay for the um, clockwork. He is literally pulling wires, checking the voltage, shoving it back in. He looks at you and he goes, if you want to help, start looking. All right. Defibius will dive in and start looking for where there's a, an issue. Profession, please. How about a nat 20 to start? All right, then. Digging around, you start to pull panels off, checking wires. And then you notice something. Something that you didn't happen to notice when you were first in here, there is a panel. And the panel has been pried off. You look and the screws are still in place. Someone literally used probably a crowbar or a hammer or something to pry the edge of this grating up. Grabbing a screwdriver, you quickly unscrew it and you look inside. Inside, there is a copper ring that has been shoved between two active wires. The copper ring is glowing hot red, and you can smell the cooking metal. It looks like it has been shoved between the two main power lines, basically making an arc and draining the battery infinitely faster than what it should. Devibius will holler to the engineer to uh, give him something to get that ring out of there. The engineer walks over and looks at you and goes, grabs you and pulls you up to the side. He goes, you might not want to stand in front of that, my friend. If that thing shatters, you might be looking at some permanent jewelry. He walks over to a large switch, like a, uh, like the mad scientist handle switch. I want one of those. He looks at you and he goes, you got a bit, you could see in the dock. Yep. Good. He literally yells blackout and flips the switch. The entire Murdoch goes black. You can see the glow of that copper ring lighting up that small area. He waits. The glow slowly starts to dissipate. A few seconds later, you see the navigator run in, and there's that distinct hiss as he throws something foamy onto the ring and then the glow 
is gone. A few minutes go by, and you finally hear the sounds of metal clicking as the ring is pulled free. The navigator slaps you onto the back hard, sending you about a step or two forward. He goes, do the honors, my friend. You get to power back up the Murdoch. And Defibulous will see if he can power up the Murdoch, and at least he didn't fall on his face this time when he got hit in the back. Walking over to the switch, you turn it on, you flip it up, and things power up slowly. First the lights, then the engines chug, little by little. Two of the dwarfs walk over to one engine and start to attach a large, a large shaft. The engineer grabs one and shoves it in. Looking at you, he goes, grab on. We're going to be spinning this manually until we can get it up to power. Defibulous will grab on and help. Strength check. 17. With a 17, you struggle, but it slowly starts to spin. You can see off in the distance that panel you were looking at. The red light is getting brighter. The light above it starts to get brighter and brighter. The faster the four of you spin these giant shafts, the more the system starts to charge. Then there is a loud click as the engines spring to life. The crew laugh and shake your hand, and the first mate goes, you know, just for that, you're officially part of the crew, my friend. Excellent. He goes, if you ever need us, you're ever on board, you're more than welcome to come over here and help pilot this ship. I appreciate that. By chance, do you guys still have that copper ring that was jammed in there? You really want it? It's all yours. Also, who who has access to this panel? Well, if you got a screw gun, you can technically get to it. This looked like someone took a screwdriver or a hammer or a crowbar to it. We don't know. It could have happened when the, the, the captain was killed. It could have happened at any point. But whoever did it obviously knew a way to kill the, your uh, the Murdoch's batteries real quick. They all nod. Uh, I'll be back. I need to go talk to my uh, companions real quick. They give you a nod and they're like, well, hold on. They walk you over to a, a wall. They open it up and there's a what looks like a piece of glass. They smile and they go, put your hand on that. He'll put his hand on it. The glass is warm to the touch. After a few moments, it gives a quite a little flash. And they go, now you don't need to knock. You're officially part of the crew. Oh, thank you. But you ain't getting paid. Yeah, that's normal. He nods and they go about doing repairs to get the engines up to spec again. Kalila and Faye. As Terry approaches with the large cart of supplies, the power goes out. Oh dear. Oh fun. Terry stops for a moment to make sure that, you know, he doesn't knock anything open. He goes, the crew might be having a small issue with the power grid. It should be back on in just a moment. 
Kalila will be the one to at least get up because she can. She has low light vision and can see quite well, and she has no idea about the other two. So that way, she can uh, at least wheel the cart in for for Terry. Terry can see like you can. Oh, okay. Like, he just doesn't want to because he knows that some people don't. So he stands still so that you know you know where he's at. Mm, okay. About a minute or two later, the music starts up, and then. The lights power on. I wonder if all the robots turned off, too. Harry nods. He goes, yes, they all shut off. Well, because they are clockwork, technically their springs would keep them going for just a minute or two longer. And then they would shut off. So they would be a little slow for about a minute or two more. And then they would be back mm. up to normal speeds. Rolling the cart in, he goes, here's the, po the deluxe spa kit. I also brought some chilled glasses and a couple of buckets of ice. Thank you. I also took it upon my liberty to bring you a few extra snacks for your night. How thoughtful. Thank you, Terry. Terry, you are the best. Thank you, man. He dots and he goes, well, if there's anything else, please ring the bell once. We will make sure no one gets overly excited again. Nodding. He gives a bow and he goes, ma'am, and ex exits. As Kalila shuts the door, she's going to look at Fangle. I got ma'amed. You'll get used to it eventually. Mm, I, don't, I don't know about that. Ah, she turns around and pops a cork to something. As you grab the champagne, Katana has already dove into the spa kit and is pulling out the instruction manual and it's the oh we can give you the facials and look it even tells you how to do the nails really well we could do a a batty and a petty and oh look at this there's there's a face scrub and we could do each other's hair and she gets that's fine Kalila's gonna look down at her claws and kind of pull them out in cat fashion and go well, I could sharpen them I mean we could do your hair that that's a lot she kind of looks down or do you mean my hair hair? Your hair hair. Not okay. your fur, your hair. Okay, I I'm alright with this. Now, how are you guys going to proceed with Faye? this? Well, I guess let's, um... Let's start the facials, and then... I guess move on to our nails while everything sets on our skin, huh? Kalila's just pouring three glasses of whatever the hell she was handed. Going, yeah, that sounds great. All right, let's start. Do you want us to tell you her plan? If you wish to tell me the plan, go for it. Okay, so while Defibulous was getting the engine started again, we were talking about um, getting her good and drunk. We intend to play Truth or Drink in the uh, Never Have I Ever kind of way game if you've ever played that yes <laughs> yep so uh we're going to ask each other truth or drink and either you tell the truth or you take a drink and it's a whole like party thing so if Faye proposes a question we both me and katana have to either answer it or drink and and round robin this yep and uh Faye is definitely going to be rolling a little bit of sleight of hand there she's only going to touch the drink to her lips She's gonna fake it. Kalila probably doesn't know any better, so that that's gonna proceed like normal. 
But well, my my thought is, Kalila does come from a fishing yes. village. A lot of fishermen tend to drink while they fish or drink after work. So Kalila probably knows where yep. her limits at. Okay. Constitution checks among other things. I'm sure she'll be fine. I, I. And I'd like to uh, point out that Faye and I both had a full meal, and she was too busy arguing. Plus, we've picked up a bunch of sugary stuff, so this will hit her hard and fast. We plotted. <laughs> Silence from the GM is almost never a good thing. He's beating his head on the table. Yeah, I can hear the low... Oh. I feel like I need to drink to do this episode. I do have some Robin and Cover. <laughs> Rum? What? Okay. I join you, but I have to drive home. I want to make this announcement as I did not see this coming at all. You're welcome. I will give you a moment of time to think about what's about to happen. I don't want to think about it. We're just going to get into it. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Every now and then I might just shoot the defibulus just so I get a mental break from you people. Hey, okay. All right. Shoot defibulus? I don't like that idea. Sounds like fun to me. And that dwarf. <laughs> Him and his yogurt. Uh, before I go to... B before I start this... this Whatever this mayhem I'm about to walk into is... Defibulus, what are you going to do? Are you staying down and continuing to help with the cabin crew? Do they need any more assistance? Yeah, you're only halfway through the checklist. Yeah, it would be rude. I will finish the checklist before going up there to tell talk to the rest of them. So you can have more time with the uh, uh, fun they're doing. All right. Faye and Kalila. Itana has stripped the bed, tossing the blanket off to the side has actually found a couple of small chairs to sit in basically like there's a little a little desk area that she has pulled the chairs from and has set up a little area for you guys to sit and do facials maddie petty braiding hair all the the girly stuff that i don't understand and uh what would you guys like to start with so Faye is going to propose the game in general and explain the rules. Okay. What do you think? Sound like fun, guys? Girls? Katana seems super happy about this. She makes a comment about how she hasn't played this game since she was 18 and at school. She said she would absolutely love to play and it just sounds so much fun. It is one of my favorites. All right, then. I, I've played this a couple of times. Why don't you start? Since it was your idea. Kalila then sips her drink. The tiniest little sip. All right. Hold on. I didn't think ahead this far. Ah! Yeah, we, have... <laughs> we set ourselves up with a brilliant idea. We need a moment for a follow through. We don't want to come out hard with the first question. Okay, seriously, though, I've been married, like, like, settled down for a while. I haven't done this kind of thing in forever. Give me a minute. 
Hold on. Let us remember how to high school. Yeah, that. Okay, we got it. We got it. Okay. All right. Faye's picking back up because Kalila just looked at her being like, since you started All right, it. So Faye is distributing drinks and will raise a toast to girls' night. She nods and takes a big gulp of it. Faye takes a legitimate sip this time. Same. All right. So we know the rules. We're ready to play. She goes, absolutely. I can't wait. Okay. So truth or drink. Have you ever hit anybody before? Was that your first time? She looks at her drink for a second and gives it a light stroke. She's like, I mean, I've kicked guys before. and I've never actually slapped someone before. Uh, I think the first time I hit anybody was when I was eight. A boy tried to steal my fish. So I hit him. Okay, that's absolutely fair. Right? I had just gotten off, tossed in my book, and he came by and picked up the fish and ran off. So I chased him and I punched him for it. Good. Don't take that. Well, I have actually been in numerous fights, which is how I know that you're going to want to keep your eyes eyes. I have to know, did it feel good slapping her? She goes, it was amazing. I I've never had a chance to Actually, like I've been wanting to for so long, but I, I just, I didn't do it because, you know, I'm lower class and I, I'm trying to show that I'm, I'm better than that. I would say like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not lower class. I mean, my, my family's merchant class, but it's, it's still like she is merchant class and I'm, you know, merchant class. Did it feel good? You enjoyed it then? First time? How many times did you dream about it? She gives a, a light shrug, and she's like, honestly, every time I see her, I want to hit her. <laughs> Good response. I'm glad you finally did. It looked like she had it coming. She did. But she hits harder. Okay, your turn. Wait, I actually have to come up with crap for this, too? Yeah. Oh, son of a... <laughs> Why do I let you guys get me into this crap? <sighs> she takes a, a bite of a sweet bread, cake, whatever, and thinks for a long moment before she gives a shrug and she goes, well, have you guys ever been with someone that is married? They pretends to take a drink. I need you to roll sleight of hand. 27. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I was hitting the wrong button. I realized I was hitting alt instead of control. I was going to say she has to answer her own question, too. So she ha still has to answer, and then Kalila's going to ask a question. Uh, other than this guy, have you been with other married folks? Um, so she looks at her drink, and... Kind of taps the edge and just gives a, a, a light shrug and then takes a drink. Kalila just looking between the two like, what? Narrow, playful narrow eye. Hmm. Okay. Um. Hmm. 
How many lovers have you been with? Kalila's just going to sip her drink. Katana takes no time in thinking and takes a, another large drink. I'm actually going to be honest on this one. I'm not certain I don't keep a count. Isn't that the same thing as not answering but answering? No, really, I actually don't keep a count. Oh. <laughs> Your turn. Have you ever taken anything from a lover? He seems actually kind of confused by that. And she goes, how can you take something if they're your lover? By taking it without telling them. Like maybe it's their like favorite little pin or their favorite sweater or scarf. You know, a little like warm thing to carry around. She just literally shakes her head. She goes, no, every lover I've had just willingly gives me things. I've never needed to take anything. Aww. I'm glad you've had good experiences that way. Um, man, this is a tasty drink. She nods as she fills up her glass and grabs another sweet treat. I have rolled a 22 to... Uh pretend to take that drink. Alright, cool. As you guys continue to play the game, she begins to paint Kalila's claws. Oh god, she's painting them? I thought we were just pretty polishing them. Alright. Kind of doing that, like, as you guys are playing the game, she's, you know, playing and in, in being involved, but she's also, you know, wanting to do the spa, so she's got the mud on her face she's doing your nails she's oh yeah we're all like in her in, in between all the questioning is you're doing the things yeah oh yeah definitely while she was drinking and you guys were doing this game you found out that the husband works in shipping like he owns a couple of boats a couple of steamboats one large and one very small airship that are all just shipping and receiving. He just handles imports and exports for one of the one of the, the elven cities. She doesn't know anything about any of his business mm -hmm. because she has, he has repeatedly told her, you're too pretty to worry your little head about the money. I will always have enough money for us. So she doesn't know anything about his actual dealings. She just knows what his job is based on what he has told her. Though you do find out that the way those two met was her father had a dealing with him for some product. The father wasn't able to pay and she went to get the product. They spent a quote-unquote lovely evening together and her father's bill was taken care of. And they have been ah. together since then. And it started out as a, a once-a-week thing to a every other day to yes. It turned into an actual relationship. Faye, what questions did you want to ask? Well, that pretty much covered. About 45 minutes 
50 minutes go by and some of the questions get a little too deep for her so she starts to drink a little bit more uh and then it's the she starts to giggle and then it's the she starts to drink because she's having fun as the questions become less serious and more playful after about two hours of drinking you can tell that this girl is just a just beyond drunk she has been able to paint your nails help braid hair we've done her up too she has beautiful braids in her yeah no yeah um and at one point she just yawns she's just like i i'm i might need to call it a night i don't i'm all tired Let's get a bed. We'll tuck you in and we'll make sure that everything gets back to the kitchen. And she nods and slowly climbs into bed, pulling a, a the comforter with her. All right, so once she's passed out, we're going to snoop around the room. Kalila's going to monitor her sleeping while she lets Faye do the digging. Make sure to point out the red scarves in the drawers that she found. She was also wearing a red scarf. That she took off and tossed off with the robe. Yes, Kalila is picking that up too. Perception rolls? Yep, please. How many? Um, let's do one for each. Like one for you, one for Faye. 26. Mathing. 31? All right. As you dig through her scarves, you see that a lot of them are of medium to like that upper medium quality. They're nice. They're they've got a nice weight to them. They're nice and airy, but they don't look well maintained. Like you know, there's a snag here, a little like threading out of place there, so that you can tell that these are used a lot. You dig around and you don't see any writings. You do see like a book that is very basic elven, like how to, the, the basics of elven. You also start to see that a lot of her, anything that has like her name on it, you see that she is like her diary. Like you see that as you flip through the pages, you see that, you know, at one point she signs her full name and then she changes her name fairly recently to what you could assume is the elven last name. You see things of like her talking about their night together and how he promises to leave her and you know it's that like high school crush level like creepy crush I guess is how I can I word it. Is that that read right? Yeah it does. Okay. Kalila, you point out the, the scarf that she was wearing. Faye, when you look at it, it's higher quality. You also notice that it looks like it might have some damages to it. You're not 100% sure just because it's a scarf. You know, the scarves can be stretched and all, all the time. Give me... Give me a perception. 24. With the 24, you stare at that edging and you start to notice it looks like it had been twisted and then pulled really tightly. 
looks like there might be pieces of maybe dried blood in the edging. You're not 100% sure. Do I see that too or just her? You see it too. Kalila's going to make a like pretend twisty around her neck motion so not to wake her up with the whole like face got a shrug and whisper maybe do we leave it here or do we take it I don't know do we have another one we can replace it with real quick she had other red ones in there we could just toss it in the pile but then we have to prove that we got it from her room or do we leave it knowing that it's here we have to either prove things. This is just the closest we've gotten in finding this. Right, but I can't definitively prove that it's, it's Catherine. Not cranberry juice or something. Right, no, I get that. Oh no, it's got that distinct dried blood look. Like, Oh, and would I recognize it sniffing it as blood? Yeah, I mean, it's dried blood. It has that weird, slightly brown, slightly red hue to it. Um, so it's not steak sauce. No, it is not steak sauce. And it is dried blood, so it's clearly not from her nosebleed. Okay, so how do we prove that it came from the captain? I mean, what's the burden level of proof here? You know, we never discussed that. Like, I mean, what? What's it going to take to definitively pin it down on someone? I mean, and there's always also a possibility that this scarf was swapped out by the elvish wife. Or someone else. But I don't know why anybody was to try to pin her. Also, why would she kill the captain? And not the stuck-up wife? Well, I mean, we've also... She mentioned having a sister. Yeah. And one of the captain's jilted lovers was that a sister. I'm, I'm kind of making some connections in the back of my head that I'm having a hard time providing. Um... Let's leave it. She could wash it. That's the problem. I guess we could hide it within her room. Kalila's gonna search for a really good hiding place. Alright, perception. 27. After digging around, you do find an area that it looks like she's never actually been in. There's none of her mess in that area and it looks like there might be a nice little area that you can kind of tuck it behind a piece of paneling that is loose I will do that nice and thoroughly and making sure not to leave one little kitty fur behind okay sleight of hand nat 20 alright it is perfectly hidden thank you alright so we go find defibulus yeah, burn whatever alcohol's left. I want it. Here you go. She'll just hand her the body, the bottle. Is Kalila sniffing her fur on the way up, going, "Oh, I smell." You can bathe when we get back to the room. That, that is some strong perfume that girl makes. As we head back to find a defibulus, hopefully in the room. Defibulus has probably been in the room for a couple of hours now. Like finished his checklist, helped them out. And I'm guessing you've been enjoying the quiet and working on cleaning rifles or your rifle's not there. 
No, your rifle is there. They just took your black powder, right? No, they confiscated my rifle. All right. So what have you been doing for the last hour or so? He's going to have been... Uh, we're trying to put two and two together with uh, the level of intelligence it would take to sabotage the power generator for the Murdoch. Mm-hmm. And who would have potential access to be able to get in there and do that? I don't know if that requires any rolls or not. Um, let's do a straight intelligence roll. So your roll plus your intelligence modifier. It is a 19. So they would need at least a basic understanding of how an engine works. Um, they would also need to be able to identify where power conduits are, things like that. They would also have to be able to have access. So based on what you noticed, it would have to be someone from the crew that has access and means. Okay, Defibulous will continue working on his theory and wait for the other two to show up. The other two show up. And they smell of heavy perfume. Their hairs are all braided. Makeup is done. and Or not makeup, but uh, they, they look younger. Or at least Faye does, because fur and... You've really got ab- your options of black, black, or black. But yes, but it's all shiny and clean. Uh, but there's a very sickly sweet perfume on them, and they are carrying several bottles of what look like good grade wine and one very expensive wine. You both look pretty. I was going to say tortured, but all right. I was being polite. Thank you. No, no, he knows the proper response, and that's what's important. I'm going to go take a shower and brush this shit out. Uh, before you even do that, we need to sit down and talk. All right, as long as you can tolerate us smelling like this. I mean, yeah. It smells like that cheap stuff my brother's wife used to wear. Mm-hmm, but she'll sit down. So, that, I, think, I take it you noticed the slight power outage? Yeah, we heard you had something to do with it. Yeah, I fixed. I found it and fixed it, and someone sabotaged the Murdoch's engines. Oh, the plot thickens. So we have someone who can deal with magic and engines? Hold on, no, I do need a drink for this. I'm going to pour everybody a drink. I'm good, I don't need one. But I also now am officially a member of the crew, I just don't get paid. You are actually really proud of that, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, no, breaking in is, uh, that, that, that's kind of an achievement. That, that's an accomplishment. But whoever sabotaged it, he takes the copper ring and puts it on the table. But he goes, they pried the box open quietly enough that no one noticed and then jammed that in between it. What was it? A uh, copper ring. Oh, okay. Which now looks black and charred and doesn't quite look ring-ish. It looks warped. Like a ring that someone would wear, or just a circular piece of copper that, like... It looks like, well, when you saw it, it was glowing, and now that they've doused it with what would be an extinguisher, it is now black and charred, so if it was something someone would wear, you wouldn't be able to identify it. So it is right now, just a... Size-wise, it's about the size of a ring, like a standard ring that you would wear. Like a wedding band on your finger. Yeah. Okay. 
I haven't tried to polish it or anything, but that was jammed in between two conduits, sapping the uh, Murdoch's power levels quickly. In order to jam it into whatever it was jammed, is that dangerous? Like, could you kill yourself doing that? Oh, oh yeah. Or permanently end up with pieces of the ring embedded in your body? Yes. Okay, so you would have to know how to do that right, or you could really hurt yourself. And you have to be desperate to do it, too. Think about that. Yep. You gotta be really motivated to put that in there like that. Meaning they they either knew exactly when to do it when the power levels were at low enough that it wasn't going to hurt them, and they had to get into the engineering room, which only the crew is supposed to be able to get in there, unless someone let them in. So we're teleported in. I mean... The Rat Scholar's proven that nowhere on the ship is secure in terms of that. Yeah. And they also used, you said, like, some kind of magic fire or something? Yeah, grease. That would be the response device. I would think they would. Oh, wait, the captain was kind of cheap and cut corners, so I doubt he would have had anything to detect magic being used aboard the ship. Yeah, that fits more with his profile. But the interesting thing is... If we would have lost power, we would be susceptible to whatever direction the wind blew us, which could put this airship, I don't know, out in the middle of the ocean for all I know, or into a mountain. It could kill everyone. So whoever did this either doesn't give much of a damn about their life anymore or didn't stop to think of what would happen if they did this. But yet having enough knowledge and expertise to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a wrench in the system. Oh, by the way, nice color on your nails. Kalila's just gonna hide her hands. You know, I'm starting to think this may not be just one person. Yeah, or, I mean... So what, did you get anything useful off the girl, or...? Not really. We did potentially find a scarf that was in her possession that had something that looked quite like a blood stain, and according to Faye, looked like it had been uh, pulled tight and used or something, so possibly the, the murder scarf. I didn't think the captain lost any blood, though. Cause I was going to think back. When you garrote someone, when you garrote someone, you would be cutting into the flesh just a little bit. Because you're saying you're you're pulling it and you're twisting it, so it's that rope burn, like a deep rope yes. burn. You can it's more like a capillary oh, okay. action than any kind of artery or vein uh, slashing. Yeah, I was just thinking like strangulation, not yeah. eroding. It, it, it's an ooze kind of thing, less a cut kind of thing. You squeeze so hard, you squeeze blood out. But mm-hmm. uh, so, do you think she was the one who did it? Not after what you said about that. Well, I mean, like I said, I'm beginning to think it might be more than one person. But, you know, I get the weirdest vibe that I don't think she killed the captain. Maybe, but... I don't know, man. Unless the captain's into some weird choking fetish, but I don't know. Hey, don't knock until you try it. Nah, I'm good, thanks. No, really. Don't knock until you try it. Right. Well, I don't think that the uh, wife would have done it. She might be stuck up, but I don't think she would be bold enough to put something together like this. I could see her being angry enough to kill the captain because it would hurt her husband, 
who is obviously doing everything in his power to try to make her go away. Well, yeah, because he'd rather just wait for her to divorce him so he can go be with his mistress. He's clearly more interested in the mistress than the wife. And according to the mistress, those two do not knock boots and haven't in a while. Yeah, it seems like money is the only thing that matters to her husband. And what's the best way to hurt him financially? Yeah, but that could potentially hurt her by hurting her husband because he has to support her. Because she certainly doesn't run any of this business. It's all him. Hold on a second. He's going to go ring the bell for uh, the steward. Terry. Terry, yeah. As you ring the bell, a couple minutes later, Terry knocks on the door. He'll open it. Ah, excellent. Yes. How may I help you, sir? Do you have any means aboard this ship of detecting magical usage? No. We have, at all of our main docks, we have a gateway that is used to detect magical items that are upon the person. If you remember correctly, when you were in the dock, we did uh, denote that you had the bag of holding. We made the comment of you may keep it unless... But the weapons had to be stored in the magical locker. What about spell components? Mm-hmm. That would just be an item. Oil is oil. Correct. Um, I do pride myself in knowledge of some magical items and some items we are able to confiscate due to the theory of you can use it, but at the same time, we really can't just take mundane items from someone. But things like diamond powder and stuff like that that are clearly spell components we do suggest securing away. I mean, that guano really only has one purpose. Exactly. But so if someone has the innate ability to use magic, you wouldn't notice that if they were doing it. And if you only needed a simple compound, that's an everyday item. As for mages of any class, if they claim that they are of magical skill and their job is to do any form of magic, we do have magical dampening bangles that we give them that will be removed upon landing and it just ensures that offensive spells are not able to be used but a simple like teleport spell would still be functional under that correct because it is not an offensive spell kind of makes your security systems moot I did not design them Furious will turn to the others. What do you think the chances are there's a stowaway aboard? May I be dismissed? Yeah. He gives a nod and exits. Where would a stowaway hide? A cargo hold. uh, I mean, depending on their size and body type, they could hide in among piping, you know, anywhere. Food crates. I mean, we had an evil onion aboard. Explains Clyde's smell. Oh, yeah, he detected an evil onion when we came on board and decided to smite it. Yeah, no, I, I put the dots together immediately. 
Holy God, I thought that boy just smelled like onions. Nope. No, there was a reason. I mean, we do have definite people on board who would have motive to get rid of the captain for one reason or the other, but sabotaging the ship... Why would you want to do that? Unless you wanted to lower the price because it all of a sudden had mechanical failure. But the mechanical failure... How, how long would that ring have to have been there, Dan, to cause that level of power drain? Um, it depends on how much power was being pulled through it. Now, if it was everyday use, it would just drain the battery. So instead of like, you know, it'd probably speed up the usage of the battery by, you know, 25%. But seeing that they were working on the engines, trying to power the engines back on, they had music playing, they had the casino at full tilt... Um, they were pulling more power than they would normally pull because the most draw on the engine is when it first kicks on because it has to spin all of the gears, get all the systems booted on. So it's hard to say. It could have been put in there to make the engine work harder. This could have happened two months ago or could it have happened three days ago? It's hard to say. Okay. Actually... Defibulous will take a look at that copper band and see if he can figure out how long it's been in there taking a charge like that. Roll knowledge or your knowledge. Yeah, you should have a knowledge engineering. Yes. Use that. He's going to math. Actually, yeah, he should be able to figure out how long a sacrificial anode has been going based on the current blasting through it. Total of 27. You walk off. Grab a piece of paper and a quill. And you begin to write and theorize and write and theorize. And you come up with a number. Well, a couple numbers. That ring had to have been there from anywhere between one and two months. Based on standard pull of a standard engine of that size. But... Knowing that the entire Murdoch system is hooked up to a single power source, that lowers that number down to 30 days. Taking into consideration that if someone planned the murder, knowing that someone would investigate, that would pull significant more charge. After taking all that into consideration, you theorize that that ring has been there between 20 and 15 days. After furious, furious scribbling and writing, he goes, um, I've got about 15 to 20 days that that thing has been in there. So two to three weeks. If we actually have two different problems going on here. That's also possible. Someone killed the captain for obvious reason because they didn't like his business or his attitude or what he did. And someone sabotaging the ship to get back at the captain or make someone else suffer for it. Or to lower the price. Yeah, but if we couldn't have gotten the engines back on, like I said, we would have been... It would lower the price. Price wouldn't matter if you're drifting aimlessly, can't land or do anything. Yeah, but if you know what the problem is and how to fix it... The problem is if that would have melted, it would have fried that system completely. 
So what if they just wanted to blow up the entire Murdoch? Because that sounds like if the engine would have died hard enough, we would have just all been crashing and burning instead of just hovering in the air. Yeah, we would have been blown around and then smashed into something more likely. Or, or waited for the the blimp overhead to lose buoyancy and we fall. So whoever sabotaged the ship knew how to sabotage it. Sabotage it. I like that word, sabotage it. <laughs> sabotage it. Just enough to not kill us. I mean, it, if that's the case, then yeah, that would drive down value of of the ship because then you'd be like, oh, well, look. Because the power outage, obviously, everyone everyone aboard saw that. Well, that's assuming that the person who set the sabotages had something to do with interest into the ship. Why else would you want to crash the ship if you didn't if you weren't a person looking to buy it? Well, I mean, who's got the weakest weakest chance at buying the ship? I mean, it could just it could be pure vindictiveness as well. I mean, there could be spite, control, revenge, rage. Yeah, that's true. But to kill everybody on board? Callous disregard. Would you assume that you could get off? Or if they're even on here, that could have been planted by somebody. That's not even on board the ship today. Well, whoever whoever did it pried it open with either a, like a, a wedge or a crowbar. Because the screws were still in place that held it shut. So they pulled the screws out of the panel with it when they opened it. Or they tried to pry it open and realized they couldn't, then found the screws. Kawhi's going to pick up the ring and look at it. Does it look like it would fit a larger hand or a smaller hand? Roll your intelligence. Straight intelligence. With your modifier on it, yes. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. You realize that it would probably fit a medium-sized creature. So, an everyday thing. Okay, well, a, a male human and a female human are a medium-sized creature. Mm -hmm. So, looking at it, could I go up to Faye, who's a normal standard person, and put it on her finger? It would be smaller than if I went over to, like, the cap... The, Bakla Bakla bar. Well, Baka's part orc. But I'm saying it might not fit his like the the pilot's finger because he's a male you can tell based off of a ring size if it's more female to male. there is some average gray ground yeah so it's that average gray ground but here's the thing i never specified what finger it would fit on a thumb ring yeah. on you would fit my ring finger okay you have a good point there. so it is a ring of standard size okay no, that's fair. Can I see that ring? Sure. I'll hand it back. Ephibius will take the ring, um, get some of his more fine in tuning in instruments for his, like he would look like he's doing detailed work on a, mm -hmm. on something, and get get out like a magnifying glass and start cleaning the ring and see if there's any markings on the ring that were prevalent when it was stuck in there. Profession engineering. A dirty 20. With a dirty 20, you begin to slowly clean the ring, taking a specialty tool to carefully scrape away the electrical damage. As you start to expose the copper underneath, you start to notice that it is a just standard copper ring, cut like a normal ring, so flat on the inside, rounded edges on the out. 
And then you start to notice something a little different as you get to an edge. There's a little cutout about the size of a small gem that would be placed there. You begin to trace the blacking marks and it looks like the electricity went to the gem and the gem was the first part that shattered. You can tell this by the cut. It's not perfectly squared off. It looks like it had taken some type of explosion that shattered the stone with great force. With that realization, we end that episode, this episode here. Well, 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 me friends. It seems as if they have found many clues this time, as well as stashed one very important one, the murder weapon. Now the team must put all the pieces together and solve who killed the captain. Until next time, me friend, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 